Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead pastor of teaching and vision at Harvest Bible Chapel in Chicagoland. I'm your host, Tommy Kreitz, and we're going to have a conversation today with someone. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about your what? shirt. My shirt? Okay. So, Tommy. Whatever we want, but apparently we're going to talk about. Tommy's wearing a quarter zip. Quarter zip shirt. Quarter. It doesn't really have a collar. So it's no. not like a old man quarter zip shirt that has the collar. Yeah. It's got really short sleeves and it looks honestly the 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 stitching on it looks like a blanket that I've had. Oh yeah. I have a blanket that looks like this. Yeah, it it's quite comfortable. What exactly how long have you had this shirt? And oh, how Jeff, how, here's what I'll say. How <laughs> how do we determine that this is a cool shirt? I don't know. I don't know. That's my it. wife, my wife bought it. Uh, what I will say is that I've had this shirt long enough to grow out of it. It's uh, I put it on this morning, thinking that it would loosen up a bit You're over like, over the day. And let me tell you, these fibers quite strong, uh, yeah, <laughs> quite resilient to the stretching. Oh uh, yeah, and so it's a bit tight. Um, Tommy, can I just tell you, as you get older, this is an experience you'll have repeatedly. Yeah, and you'll think to yourself, and then you'll keep that shirt. Yeah. This shirt will stay in your closet for a long time. Yeah. And it will be a reminder to you of what you used to be yeah. and what you could well be as again, yeah. if you were to choose to do all the things you don't want to do. Correct. Yeah. I was just thinking about that actually like a week ago, Marathon Sunday yeah. and how much can change in just a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last year I ran, I ran the marathon this year. Could I run a mile? I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. I could try. Are you kind of impressed with your the fact that you were so committed to the marathon that you actually made yourself do all the things and run that far? And I mean, as you look back on it now, you're like, wow, it's a really big deal that I made my body do that. I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I didn't think I didn't I don't think I thought like that at all. I was oh, just yeah. like, I want to do a marathon. So I'm going to do the marathon. And then I, d I just did it. But why did you think that? That's not a thought that's I've never, ever gone I've in never, my mind ever. <laughs> I've never done it. And I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to get fit, you know? And so I thought like, what's a great, I need for sure for me, I need a carrot. Oh, I need something, yeah. a goal beyond yeah. out there that I'm working like towards. Like literally a carrot you need. Yeah, yeah. literally. To get in shape. It's not... You don't, I mean, you don't need brownies or no, I need a literal, you need carrot. an actual carrot. I need to eat more vegetables. Um, Oh, I, I see what you mean. Like a metaphorical carrot. A metaphorical, you gotta have some, oh, yeah, okay, I got to have something on the horizon that I'm working towards or else I lose motivation. And I'm like, ah, what am I doing this for? So that I could fit into this shirt. You know, I don't care about that that much. I know. Like I'll just buy a different shirt. That's fine. But I was like, you know, this is a goal. I'm going to have to somehow get sort of fit if I'm going to want to run a yeah. marathon. And so yeah. I, I did it. Yeah. It was a weight loss. Yeah. Like goal. Yeah. That just turned into me running a marathon and, and uh, the weight loss, it worked and the goal yep, worked. Yep. And then you stopped and then, the thing that yep. was causing. And you then the to... winter came and I, I'm just, here's my, I think it, that is actually like if I had an Achilles heel, it's the winter. Because I'm not one of the guys, you know. Oh, uh, you're not going to go and run on I'm the not treadmill? No. First off, the deadmill? <laughs> no, no. Like, what are you doing? I'm not going there. I'm running and, inside now. And I'm what am not, I doing? Yeah. Just standing still. I know. Like, the, anyway. And, and I'm totally not one of the guys who's like, oh, let me go outside in the slippery snow. And run. And run. You know, I know there's plenty of people who do that. And uh, God bless them. I'm just, not, I'm not the type of guy who wants to have, you know, frozen snot all over myself 
You know, if I'm going to go outside in the freezing cold, I'm going to catch some fish. You know what I mean? Oh, I got it. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I mean? I want it to be productive. I don't, I don't got it because that sounds <laughs> awful as well. Well, there's a heater inside the, but, anyway, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really like being cold either. Like that's not, uh, what is the best thing you've ever done though in the cold? Is it, is it fishing? Snowmobiling? Snowmobiling for sure. So okay. fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Like, you know, Snowbo- what I think snowboarding would be cool is really fun would be, uh, they have those big fan boats that can go on top of the ice. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Snowmobiling is really cool, especially if you do it in a place that's like, um, it, you know, where they, they have like the infrastructure for it. So like once you get up into the northern, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, probably here in Illinois too, out maybe more west in the country, they actually like put an infrastructure in when it snows, they'll put uh, snowmobile trails and they'll put stop signs and what? Like, yeah, it's like a whole, it's a whole infrastructure that they put in. And Are so, there rules to snowmobiling? I thought the oh, idea sure, was yeah. just go on the snow sure, and no. go. Well, yeah, but, the, but here's the thing is it's incredibly dangerous. If you're just flying across a field, you know, there's barbed wire fences out there. You gotta be really careful. So they actually, you know, path out trails oh, wow. and create a whole infrastructure to keep people safe. And Do you, does your family have a snowmobile? No, we don't. No, no snowmobile. So whose snowmobile have, four, have you ridden? I've got a couple of buddies. Uh, I mean, there was even like kids in our high school who would drive their snowmobile to school. And just leave it out. That well, Yeah, in the parking lot. Man, you grew up in <laughs> rural Wisconsin, yeah. All right. Wilma, baby. Uh, they, I mean, in the summer or like in the spring, you in are, the fall. You know how Canadian you are, though. Like, that, is that a very Canadian so thing? You know, like, they drove their tractors to school, too. Well, you, yeah, like. Yeah, I did. That's the kind of thing a Canadian would say. Yeah, no, I drove my snowmobile to the to this to the place today. I mean, I didn't drive my snowmobile because I didn't have one, but I wanted one. I did. I really did. Would you get one now? No, because where would I use it? If you got a choice between an ATV and a snowmobile, which one would you get? You uh, know, ATV. I would get an ATV. Yeah, yeah, I'd get an ATV. I get four wheeler. Yeah, they're much more practical. You could take those in the snow too. Yeah, I bet you could. You could or on the lake, frozen lake. All right, we could fly around out there. But yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> so what we're expecting from you this, this winter is a beard. Yeah. You know, cause I, a few uh, extra, just a extra gut. Yep. Uh, no, I'm trying. So here's my, I I've put a new, a new carrot in front of my eyes. Okay. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say it like in public because I don't, let's just, it's just, it's just you and me, Tommy. It's you and me. Okay. All right. Tommy, I'll can, tell you, Jeff, Tommy, you I'll tell you, me. I'm thinking about thinking about it. What? I've had discussions about maybe doing the Chicago triathlon, Chicago try, which is, I think less <laughs> people always ask me, they're like, why don't you do like a sprint try? And I'm like, listen, here's the thing is like when I ran the marathon, I have never run a 5k before I've run a, I never run a 10k. I've never run a, a half marathon. So how, I just ran the, mar- the Chicago marathon or the, the triathlon. Is it like a, is it an I don't think Ironman size? No, no, no. It's Olympic. So like about a mile swim, 25 mile bike ride. Are you a good swimmer? Six. No, I, I sink like a lead brought like weight in the water. You know so. that they like, like the swimming of a, of a, of a triathlon is like yeah. swimming while people are trying to beat you down to the bottom of the yeah. water. Yeah. Okay. It's terrifying sounding. Although I think that they do have some that are like in pools. This one is not. It's in Lake Michigan. So you're going to go <coughs> in Lake Michigan. Maybe you're going to swim with the mile, get off, ride your bike. Where 25 miles, probably on Lakeshore drive. I don't know actually. And then run how and, far and then run 6.2 miles. So 10 K. So to me, that seems a lot like, honestly, like 
Dude, you besides better, the swimming part, yeah, you barely need to train. Just I could probably you could do this minus the swimming. I could probably, you know, I'm, I couldn't do that. I couldn't run six point two miles right now. <laughs> I might be able to bike twenty five, but slowly. Oh yeah, as 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 always, fifteen miles per hour typically. Well, sometimes fourteen. I would like everybody to watch this space. I want you to know yeah, that I'll the conversations with yeah. Jeff Buckham crew and staff yep. are all on your team. We're, thank, we're thank behind you. you. Well, because I told you, need, I didn't tell anyone else. I told you, you sponsorship. About this. Yeah. We're, we'd be happy to sponsor you for this event. Okay. And by sponsorship, I mean, um, give you a cheap shirt. And it says conversations. With yeah. Jeff you already have it. So, um, <laughs> and we didn't provide it. Someone made it for us. Yeah. <laughs> So, but that's the sponsorship. <laughs> and it is not, it's that's, not waterproof. No, and that's it, the sponsorship. Yeah, that is the sponsorship. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I would 100% wear like a tri, you know what I'm saying? Like the, what do they have? What I are those things know. called? You a know tri bib with the conversations. You know, yeah, I would 100% wear that. All right, so listen, <laughs> uh, we are, we are going to take some donations for Tommy's triathlon. So if I you, haven't committed if, yet if though, so hold on, hold on. If you have any opinions about Tommy's commitment and maybe some Wait. words of encouragement for him. Could you send them to, do we have an email? We don't have an email. We don't have any, just figure it out. Send you can it find, to, yeah. to Sherry Smith, S Smith at harvest Bible chapel.org. Uh-huh. And she will curate those for us. That's a great curation. And uh, we will share them on the air. Now, John Smith is in the room with us right John now. John Smith's probably done like 30 triathlons. Yeah. Do you want to do this one? All hey, right. So John Smith's John in Smith's as well. In. So we got a whole crew now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, maybe we should get the entire, all the people who want to, on our staff who want to do this, we should get them to do it. And just do a whole Chicago triathlon thing. That's right. And then we could even do like, maybe you should do it too, because you bike. Just so you know, I grew up swimming competitively. Okay. So So it is not the first two legs of this that scare me. I could probably go and do it right now. Both of those. Okay. It's the last leg. The 6.2 miles? Yeah, no. You could. No. No? No. Yeah. Nope. Throw up. Well, well yeah, of course. But yeah, like, what's nope, a little uh, throw up amongst I'd, friends? I'd throw up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it may, anyway, we're going to talk listen, about this yeah. in the future. We'll, we'll, we'll post you here. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like the podcast on location. Yeah. While we're doing it. <laughs> Jeff will be in the rowboat next to me. <laughs> and we'll just have a, just a regular conversation. It'll be great. In the Speaking of conversations. Speaking of, we have one that we're going to get into right now with um, someone named Jen, uh, Van, who, Winkle. Van Winkle, who is from our um, North Shore campus. And you guys are going to have a conversation because we believe that uh, God has given everyone a story. And so you guys are going to talk about that right now. Let's go. sitting here with uh jennifer jennifer yes van winkle yes you don't like jennifer you don't go by jennifer i mean i do i feel like that's when i'm you know is that your mother do your mother say that when she's angry with you jennifer jennifer lynn jennifer lynn van winkle yes van winkle (laughs) all right yeah all right like rip you got it it's my dad your dad is rip van winkle absolutely when is the what is the longest you've ever slept 
The longest, that's a great question. I think the longest I've ever slept, maybe like 11 or 12 hours. Like after a long trip, I love to travel. So. Okay. Long vacation, maybe. Okay. You don't get jet lag or anything? Mm, yes. Yes and no. But when I, you know, when I come Do you home, sleep on airplanes? I can sleep on airplanes. Okay. Are you the kind of person who just falls asleep the moment you get on the airplane? If I'm exhausted, yes. If not, it's going to take me a little bit to calm down and whatnot. Okay, like how to, would you perform on the amazing race? Probably not very well. Okay. <laughs> you don't like to travel like that? Like no. Doing this, you just like take your time. We're going to take things. our time. We're going to see things, although we like to pack a lot into an itinerary. Okay. My sister is great at planning all of our trips. What is the best trip you've ever been on? That's a great question. I think one of the best trips for me personally was going to Israel. Okay. Like in a guided tour. Yeah. I did a study tour when I was in seminary. Okay. Which was really great. I was very grateful. So how long did it take? Do you go there for like two weeks or three weeks or something? Yes. We were there for about 10 days, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It was great. And you didn't solve the problems apparently. No. Because they're still happening. A lot. We need to pray well, for Israel. Yep. Jen, I'm, Yeah. It's probably going to take more than 10 days of a single person <laughs> yes. to sort that out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jen, where, uh, where are you from? Like, what is home? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was born and raised in Wheaton, Illinois. Wow. Can I tell you something yeah. about the first time I ever went to Wheaton? Please. I was there with a, there was a church there that I was interviewing with. This is way back when I was in my 20s. So like 150 years ago. So, um, I was interviewing at this church, and um, I was driving around with these these ladies uh, who were showing us the houses and stuff like that. And the lady said, "It's it's a it's actually kind of a sad moment for Wheaton." She said, "One of them," and I was like, "Why?" Because you know, super cute. It's got cutesy little downtown yep. and stuff, and the college there. And she said, um, "Oh, it's sad because this is the first time uh, for I don't know how long." that Wheaton has uh, less than 50% evangelicals. Yep. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she, she was like, yeah, we used to have, we used to be a majority evangelical town. And I was like, wow. Okay. So my, here's my question. Okay. What's it like growing up in Mecca? It was crazy. Churches, every corner, you know, but all huge, huge, big churches, big churches like Wheaton Bible among college, others. Church, college church, exactly. Blanchard Road Blanchard. Alliance. Literally, that was right down the street from where I grew up. Yeah. Yep. It was great. Yeah. Did you go to what? I'm assuming because you grew up in Wheaton, you were a churchgoer. That is correct. So my parents actually met at Wheaton Bible Church oh. in the singles class, as they will tell you. <laughs> um, was that what the singles class was for? Meeting of course, other singles. as my as Rip will say, they met in the meat market class. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they met there. We were raised there for a couple years, and then actually uh, transitioned to a church in Warrenville called Grace Church of DuPage, which was kind of affiliated with John MacArthur and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, it was a really great foundational uh, church for our formative years. We were really grateful. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, how long did you live in Wheaton then? So, I lived in Wheaton for like eighteen years, nineteen years. Until I went to college. so uh, Did you go to Wheaton High School? I went to Wheaton Warrenville South High School. Wheaton Warrenville South, South High School. Go Tigers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What year did you graduate? I graduated high school in 2003. All right. Yep. 
was when my son was born. <laughs> so at 2003, graduate from yep. high school. Yep. What, what, what was your thing? Did you do something fun in high school? My thing, honestly, uh, Pastor Jeff, was people. I'm an extrovert for sure, so love being with people. And youth group was a huge part of my life as well. Okay, at Wheaton Bible. Uh, at Grace Church of DuPage. Oh. In Warrenville. At what point did you move to this other church? We moved like when I was in second grade. Oh, about, wow. About so that's that early time. on. Yeah, it was pretty early on. Okay. We transitioned out. Yeah. So why did you move? To, did you move your house, or did we you? didn't move my house? My parents just made the decision. There were some challenges going on with leadership and oh, yeah. whatnot, and so my dad just decided it was time to go. So okay, so we, you had you headed to John MacArthurville. We, <laughs> we did, yes. They had some friends that were headed that way as well. So we said, okay, let's go with them, and we did. And it was a so. Would great you consider experience. that your home church now? I would. Like when yes. you when you go. <clears throat> back you go to that church correct okay yeah. so you've always lived in chicago then because you went from there to college somewhere yes i did i went to college uh undergrad uh to calvin college in grand rapids michigan why not wheaton i mean i could walk there right i know <laughs> i know your whole life could My have been all about wheaton right so you did, was it were you interested in going to wheaton i was but not really to okay. be honest with you were your parents interested in you going to wheaton not necessarily. No, just a great school. I wanted to study education and I knew... Um, to become a teacher? To become a teacher. Nice. You've got it. Yeah. yeah. So really enjoyed my time at Calvin. Okay. Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. Why? Well... Why would anybody go <laughs> to Grand Rapids, Michigan? I think it's a rather beautiful city. Um, also... Um, it's rooted like in the reformed, you know, theology and also a lot of Dutch people attend there. So, so the Van Winkle, you felt right at home. I did because honestly, <coughs> growing up with that last name, I just thought it was the weirdest thing. Like, and then you went there and, and you were like, like, I'm home. Everyone's right? a van something. <laughs> right. I was at home. So by the way, in Dutch, does van mean like child of or son of or something like that? Close. It means from. Okay. From. So we're from the town of Winkle. In the Netherlands. Have you been to the town of Winkle? I have not, but that is on the bucket list. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's interesting now, because I know people who's, uh, from now on, I'm going to actually ask all the people I know who've got the van, whatever, thinking, all right, so where is that town? Right. Okay, so uh, siblings? I do. I have a younger sister. She's three <clears throat> years younger. Her name is Sarah, and she's a physical therapist in Milwaukee. All right. Yeah. So are just the two of you? Just the two of us. Three years younger? Yes. Okay. Did you play a lot, a lot of mom when you were? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Did I, your sister appreciate that or, or was she more of a like, I'm not sure. Not sure the latter. She's a lot more introverted. Oh. So and what so. kinds of things would you make her do? What, what, what kind of things does an extrovert <laughs> force an introvert to do? I think to play a lot of things to her demise, possibly, <laughs> like house and whatnot. She really wanted to play doctor a lot, of course, being a physical therapist. So oh. she was constantly wrapping us in ace bandages and whatnot, which was really sweet. Okay. Yeah. What were you, but you wanted her to play? Like play house or school, of course, always play school. And I wanted to be the teacher. <laughs> yeah. And you ran, you ran everything. Yes. Is, would you consider her like a... I mean, now a close friend? Yes, I love my sister dearly. Yeah, and back then, 
Would you have considered I you guys don't know fight if we at all? Were like, as, I mean, there was there could be tension for sure, but I think as as we've aged, we've come become a lot closer. Mm. And she's like my dearest travel buddy as well because she also loves to travel the world. So really fun. Is that your favorite thing to do? Honestly, traveling. Yes. Traveling's like my top favorite thing, Pastor Jeff. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to ask you some questions in a okay. minute about all the different travels. Okay. Um, your family, I'm a Christian family then growing up, yes. was there ever a moment in your life you thought to yourself, not church, or is it just sort of was always part of your your life? It By God's grace, it was always a part of my life. Never a moment sure. where you thought, eh. You know, probably I can't pinpoint it. I'm sure there was, but... I really am so thankful to the Lord. I really made my faith my own when I was 12 years old mm. at summer camp. Uh, we would go to Taylor University, okay, which was really fun. Not a typical camp experience at all, no. <laughs> but we would go to Taylor. Um, and I just remember one night uh, a sermon was preached and I just really felt this different feeling from the Holy Spirit of like, this is your time, Jen, to come and follow me. Lord, You know, the Lord was yeah. just really calling me. Um, so I prayed the prayer, the Romans, if you will, prayer and, you know, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you. And from ever, from that point on, you know, I've just followed him. And I distinctly remember after they played, this is really going to bring it back. Shout to the Lord by Darlene Shack. <laughs> so that was really fun. Yeah. 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 Do you know all the words to that song? Absolutely. Are you a singer? I love to sing, but I don't think I sing do well. people, do other people think you sing well? I don't know, but I love to worship and sing. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Shout to the Lord. Now I, woo, <laughs> yes. I'm bringing back some memories right there. Absolutely. Eh? I was in New Zealand uh, right around that time. And uh, I remember shout to the Lord being the big, the big deal down there. Yeah. Down under. Yeah. Well, cause Darlene check, isn't she from Australia? Australia. Yeah. 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 There was in my town, a, a kind of Hillsong knock, Hillsong mm. knockoff church, mm-hmm. which was uh, really interesting. Hillsong churches were, are very in, interesting churches yeah yeah so i was a t i taught in a local bible college so i was a pastor and then i was an adjunct professor okay and i most of the students who were in my class were from the hillsong like knockoff so a lot of students it was big church um for new zealand especially and uh it was very funny because they loved the they loved the lord although i'm not sure that they thought a lot of orthodox things about the Lord. So classes were always <laughs> right. really funny. It's like, you got, so you start teaching about the Bible. Right. Like, wait a minute. I don't, what? Right. Hold, <laughs> please. Like, wait, wait a yeah, you know, like Jesus you're singing to, this is what he's like. Yes. Anyway, it was good fun. I really enjoyed it, but that's how I rem- remember a shout to the Lord. Of course. Yeah. We don't sing it anymore. Why don't we sing we shout to the Lord anymore? I think it's a great song. I don't know. We should get it on the worship You should list. have a throwback day. I would love that. That's my heart. Throwbacks and hymns. I love it. I'm okay, all for it. Okay, we're going to do this. Let's do it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make there going to be a throwback weekend here at Harvest Bible <laughs> Chapel. Fantastic. And we're going to choose songs from each like era. Like we're going to do a couple hymns yes. and then we'll do a couple of like 80s, 90s totally. worship things. Yes. And then do a couple of like you know, two thousands ish worship things. That would be amazing. I know. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, did you always want to be a teacher? That was the, like the thing that you wanted to do. Yes, I knew from a very young age I wanted to teach. Teach what? Elementary school. 
Okay. So all the things, all the things. So I always thought like first or second grade would be my sweet spot. So I studied, like I said, education at Calvin and I student taught in a first grade classroom in Grand Rapids. Rapids. Mm -hmm. And then when I started my teaching career, I started actually in a preschool classroom. So early childhood, Yeah, which I was like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this, right? Okay, so what was the most surprising thing about, uh, well, give, the, give, give me a little behind the scenes. My wife's a teacher, mm-hmm. so I hear some stories at home, but give me some behind the scenes of the preschool teacher. What are the some of the weirdest things that you've experienced? <laughs> That's a great question. So I just think, you know, kids can be kids. I love them but it can be like hurting cats sometimes, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think the weirdest, I can't think of anything off the no top of my head. No kid ever said anything that was just like... I mean, it's not weird, but they'll call you mommy. I mean, yeah, on the that. off, it'll be grandma. I'm like, whoa, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> Great. That's good. How old are you? I'm 38. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not grandma. Uh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> but you know, you never know what they'll say, but each day is a joy, so... yeah. Yeah. So did you, what school did you do it for? So my first teaching experience was down near the Bourbonnais, Kankakee area, like an hour and a half yeah. south of here. It's okay. Yeah, might in as the well corn. just talk we'll about in the Port, corn. Puerto Rico. Right. I don't know. <laughs> right. In the corn. So it was a very small Christian school. Like okay. I said, I knew I had that conviction. I wanted to teach in a Christian school. Okay. And so taught preschool and kindergarten there. And also first and second grade there for about seven years. Okay. So that was cool. What was the name of the school? Uh, Unity Christian. Okay. Unity because it drew from all sorts of different. I guess so it had roots in like reformed theology because yeah, again, yeah, yeah. it was another big Dutch farming town, yeah, yeah. if you will. So yeah. Well, there was a Unity Christian in Canada very okay. near where nice. I used to live and it was also had that same kind of background. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe the reformed tradition has lots of Unity schools. I don't know. There you go. Um, so you were there for, for seven years. Seven years. Did yep. you ever, did you... Th- did you, I mean, you fell kind of in love with the earlier ages then. It I, wasn't. Yeah. What about it you like so much? You know what? I just love their love for learning. Like they're sponges. They just soak it up, right? I just love being with them, being kind of that motherly nurturing figure, mm-hmm. if you will, and just ministering to them at their level, especially teaching Bible is one of my favorite things to them when they just light up. Yeah. Okay, and so, just so somebody lovable. my age, or somebody, I'm, I'm used to talking to adults. <laughs> right. And uh, I was a youth pastor for several years, and I okay. used to do it when, like, when I was first starting out in ministry. I was a youth pastor, and then I was, uh, I was actually did both the high school and the middle school, but not together. So middle school was kind of like the youngest age okay. I'd ever taught Bible, and I'm, I, I'm going to tell you now. She's a, she's a rough, she's rough going when you're used to doing it with working with adults and stuff. It's, it's hard sometimes to go there. Okay. So what do you find it difficult? It can be difficult. It can be because there's that switch of like, cause I love teaching to adults too, but I, I really do love, you know, reading to them or speaking to them kind of in their language, layman's yeah. terms, if you will. Uh-huh. We, we use a lot of the ESV storybook Bible with our kids, which I love. I didn't even so. know that was a thing. Oh, it's a great Bible. They turned Pastor the ESV Jeff. into yes, a storybook. Yes, a storybook Bible. Which means they had to make it not the ESV. Right. Because holy cow. Right. I think it's great. So, <laughs> ESV is a great translation is, of the Bible. So yeah. it wouldn't. 
at places a little yeah. bit hard sometimes yeah. to read. Yeah. Um, which is why, you know, we should all be reading the NIV anyway. Yeah. So just, I'm kidding. It's fine. <laughs> I um, grew up reading the NIV. Yeah. So. People around. It's funny. Uh, I had, uh, somebody asked me a while ago, cause uh, at my, my last church, we, we had used the ESV cry a while. And then I was in the midst of doing, I can't remember some, some narrative stuff. And I was like, man, the ESV is rough. It's rough yeah. to rough to read, and I mean, I know some of the original languages and stuff, and I just mm -hmm. felt like the ESV was is almost going out of their way to make it sound more difficult using words that were, and the NIV was was so um, easily understandable, yeah. right? And yeah. had communicated pretty clearly what the texts and the stories were about. So we ch we switched to the NIV, and then okay. I didn't go back because I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the NIV. I enjoyed yeah. uh, teaching from it and felt like people. Also, the ESV costs a lot of money yes. with uh, their little uh, extra Bibles. So mm -hmm. you get pew Bibles and stuff. And uh, the NIV was like super cheap. So we <laughs> so we made our decision. It was a Mennonite church. So they were going to make that decision Either by way. money anyway. So I so they we ended up going to the NIV. And then I came here. Yep. And uh, in well, when I was being interviewed here, uh, they said, well, why do you use the NIV? Because, and I, and I right. told them, well, I used to use yeah, ESV and stuff, and I right. like the ESV. It's great, but it's really great Bible. Mm -hmm. Love it. Don't mind teaching from it. But they said, yeah, but why did you make the decision? And I said, well, I like to understand the things I read. Absolutely. So there you go. <laughs> there we go. But I'm thrilled to hear the ESV has done yes. a children's Bible. They have. I think it's fantastic. So do you, do you just read to the kids? We read, but we also will have some great theological, I guess, if you will. Not I guess, for sure. Theological okay, what's the best theological conversation you've had with the kids oh, in preschool? Word. Well, right now we're talking about prayer. This whole week we're focusing on prayer. Okay. And so it's just, Miss Van Winkle, we can talk to Jesus anytime, anywhere, about anything. It's just That's awesome. Lovely. Yeah. That's just talking to him like our best friend right yeah. next to us. Yeah. yeah, It's a beautiful thing. So are you, you're obviously not teaching in uh, the wheat fields, or <laughs> sorry, the corn fields <laughs> the corn. south of Chicago now. Correct. So after seven years, yep. you left. I did. Why? Great question. The Lord called me. So how did I, he call you? Did he, he, he did you walk into the cornfields one day? And I walked into the corn. It was like, uh, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, the children of the corn? No, no, no not that creepy. one. Not yeah. where the people get killed, yeah. but where the baseball players come out of the corn. Is it field of dreams? Yeah, there you go. Field yes. of dreams. Is yes. that what it was like? <laughs> no, but it was after quite a bit of wrestling with the Lord, I uh -huh. would say. And just really about what you wanted him. to stay there. No, just wanting to move on to something more. Okay. I was like, Lord, I really, I had a stirring. I didn't have peace. Lord, what more do you have for me? And so really sought him. Um, in your head at the time, was there something yeah. that you were thinking might be the case? Yeah. You must have been kind of dabbling with other yeah, ideas. Yeah, kind of dabbling with seminary, actually, and wanting to further my education. And so, so I... So that you could teach or do leadership or do something some other place? Like you yeah. wanted to get away from the elementary school stuff? Yeah, just that? kind of change the context to like the church. Okay. For sure. And so I had my spiritual mentors praying with me and just seeking the Lord, et cetera. <coughs> and the Lord just revealed in his time ever so clear that it was time to go to seminary. Okay. So I was super excited about that. So uh, when, when you get this conviction to go to seminary, mm -hmm. was you went to Trinity. I did. So was that the only one? 
that you thought of? Because no. Wheaton's got a graduate school. Wheaton does. And Moody's got a seminary. Correct. And then you could have gone to like, I don't know, Southern right. or some. I Denver, mean, there's, right. there's a lot of places you could have gone. There so are. why was it was it just a given you were going to go to Trinity? Um, actually, no. I had, like you said, there are great seminaries, and I checked out several seminaries, but they had the concentration like of the major that I wanted to study, which was educational ministries. So mm. kind of merging theology and education yeah, yeah. together because yeah. of course I had that education background, but yeah. I wanted to study God's word more, which I love to do. So it was great. So uh, you went there. I did. A couple years. Yep. Uh, 2015 through 2017. Okay. Got my master's in educational ministries. All right. So you come out of that. Yep. By the way, favorite class you talked. Oh my word. Pastor Jeff, let me think. Probably old survey of the old Testament was amazing. Okay. Why? I just like the the professor, Dr. Hoffmeyer, who is now retired, but just how he laid out scripture in such a way and just learning like from creation to the Old Testament laws to the kings and et cetera. It was just beautifully set out. Well, just great. God's story. So that's great. great. So you came out though, and it sounds like you were still interested in doing uh, education with Correct. children. Yep. So what was different after seminary mm-hmm. than before, like in terms of your your uh, focus? Yep, great question. So the Lord had kind of shifted my focus to the church, if you will. And so <coughs> now I wanted to come and work, you know, children's ministry, whatever ministry it may have been. So just really seeking the Lord um, about that. And then he made it clear, like, not, not right away, but uh, I came to Harvest and Why? visited. Uh, my and dearest, the harvest, you meaning like rolling meadows? Rolling harvest. meadows, yeah. So um, bear with me if I get a little emotional. But one of my dearest friends and mentors, her name is Heather Holweiler. Um, she was my small group leader when I was in junior high. Okay. Um, at, the at Grace Church, yep. yes. Um, she had been a part of Harvest Naperville, so Ron Zappia, for a while. Um, and there was a Matt Redmond concert here at Rolling Meadows. It was like 20, maybe 2016, 2017. I'm not quite sure. Came to the concert. Um, and then Heather was like, you just need to attend this church and check it out. And so I just started coming with some friends from seminary. And Where were you going to church before? Um, well, it was Grace Church. Where was I? But I if you're up in Deerfield... Where was I? Were you driving all the way up yeah, to Deerfield we, every yeah. day? No, I was staying on campus. So I lived on campus. Yeah. Uh, but we would come to Rolling Meadows. Not that far. Like no, but I mean, minutes. like uh, before, if if you came to Harvest in 2017 yes. or 2016, like yes. prior to that, are you still prior, going to the church all the way down to Grace? It was Grace sometimes and just visiting other local churches up in the Deerfield area, okay. but really landed um, at Harvest, which was really great. Okay. So like I said, through my friend Heather, just started coming and I haven't left since. It's been a big blessing, but, but I, I did go to the North Shore. Right, yes. which is obviously really close to yeah, it was very to where close. you were. Yep. Now I've been told that you started to work at Harvest. That's correct. That's like the death knell of your <laughs> life, isn't it? No, it was, it was a blessing, but also a challenge. But okay. I think what the Lord, was the blessing? What, what was the best part about working at? Harvest? I think the best part is meeting some dear people, dear yep. friends, as you know, uh, Stephanie and Lindsay, Olford, Olford and Geisler. Geisler yeah. Yes, uh, very dear friends of mine. Um, among for those of you who don't know, other. Stephanie Geisler is the kind of the director of women's ministries yep. here, and um, Lindsay Olford, yep. her sister, is uh, she directs our um, internship program. Mm-hmm. Dear godly women, so 
I kind of met them through seminary and then through Harvest, obviously, as well, among many other people. So, okay, it's been a blessing. So, uh, you're not, are you, you're not, you're still employed? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'll be pretty sad with it. Um, but you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. So, so what was, the, okay, you came, you came to Harvest. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest thing? I think the hardest thing, honestly, just, it was a lot of work, big workload. Lots to accomplish in a small amount of time. Okay. And I was also part-time. But and your know. particular job again? I was the children's ministry director at, and the administrative assistant to our campus pastor at the North Shore. At the North Shore. Correct. Got it. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad uh, yes. portfolio, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. It's like, yeah. look, you're going to do everything else. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. So it was very busy. And for how long? I did that for about two and a half years. Okay. It was great. Um, and then it was just, as we know, just a challenging season for our church. Okay. Um, and so I was just, you know, again, praying, Lord, are you maybe calling me back to education in the school context? Mm. And so just prayed. So there was, you missed it. The school. Yeah, I did. I did. I really did begin to miss teaching in the school. Okay. And so, um, again, a dear, uh, congregate and member of the North Shore campus just approached me and was like, Jen, we need, we're in need of some great teachers at Christian Heritage Academy, which is near Deerfield. Okay. A great like kindergarten and preschool teacher. And I just thought, oh, okay, well, let me pray into that. So I prayed into that and I applied um, and I got a call from HR just a few days later. So we had a phone brief interview, if you will. Um, and then I remember I went in for my interview and the interview was literally, I had to go and teach an entire lesson and I hadn't been in the classroom <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while been <clears throat> since you've been there. Did yeah. they tell you ahead of time? They did. Okay. Yes. It was, Cause that would have been better. Yeah. Had they not told you ahead of time, <laughs> right. you sit down and all right, we're going to get up and we'll go all over right, here kids. for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Teach the Bible to these kids. Go. Right. Right. So I went and I taught and the principal and some other directors were in the room. So did my lesson and then we went um, and they interviewed me for like an hour and it was great. So you felt like it was a real connection. I really did. I really felt the peace of the Lord and just a really, it was a really sweet time. That's great. So you've been there since. Yeah. So what what do you teach? I, I do. I teach preschool. Oh, still. Yeah, still. I teach the fours, four-year-olds, and I love them. <laughs> That's really great. You still live in the North Shore. I do. I live in Deerfield. Okay. Yeah. So kind of went to seminary, hung out there, yep. liked it enough to stick around. Absolutely. And Christian Heritage is nearby there. It so is. Like, is it, how far is it from your house? It's like a 15-minute drive. It's really oh, sweet. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So if you, is, okay, the, you can take the girl out of Wheaton, but can you take Wheaton out yeah, of the, the girl? girl? Right. <laughs> right. Have you become a North Shore? To, what's the difference between North Shore people and Wheaton people? I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's much of a difference. <laughs> All right. I'm looking over Sherry's like shaking her head. No, they're the same people. No, they're basically the same. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's been a really big blessing to be at CHA. I've been there five years now. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's great. And feelings of like the next step, you feel like this is a real good home for you. I really do until the Lord would call me out if he would. But I just, I was just sharing with a friend the other day, Pastor Jeff, that, 
you know, when you're, when you really have such a peace and you feel that you're really in the center of God's will, you're just so fulfilled when you're in your calling and vocation. I really believe it's just, there's a deep joy in it. So is the fact that you, you're a teacher and you have this time off in the summer, Mm -hmm. is this why you're a traveler? Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, is it kind of a deal where you, you plan, I'm assuming you must go somewhere every summer then. Yes. Yep. All right. What are the normal places that you go? Okay. So the normal places, we love to do national parks. When you say we. My family. So my sister and my mom and dad and I. You guys all go together. We'll all go together if we can, which is really fun. So that's that's the normal. You don't usually travel with anybody else. Or I'll go with, with friends. Okay. So family or friends. Okay. So for example, last summer we did... Uh, Glacier National Park in Montana. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Which I've done before. Oh, so this is a repeat. It was a repeat for me. I Have said, you ever been to Banff, Alberta? That's where we're going next. Okay, because yes. I was going to say, if I've you've been, been to Glacier twice. once, you need yep. to go to up to Banff. Yep. And after you go to Banff, you can go to Whistler, <laughs> which is really where you should be going. <laughs> Just so you know. But Banff is probably my most favorite place. Okay, Whistler's going to be your favorite place. Okay. You've never been to Whistler? I have not been oh, to Whistler. <laughs> All right, so listen, just <laughs> okay. okay. Banff is great. It's a nice, it's a nice, mm-hmm. quaint little town. Uh, but Whistler's Whistler. Okay, Whistler is, I mean, it's world class ski resort. You don't have to go on the, but in the summertime, they've mm-hmm. got downhill cycling, downhill oh. biking, okay. and they have connections to all the trails that go throughout the entire village. And the village, I mean, this is where they hosted the twenty ten Olympics. Olympics, yeah. So I'm just telling you. Okay, you're you're gonna. You're going to be thankful. All those of you who are listening, <laughs> the best place I've ever been in the summer is Whistler. We used to go okay. up there uh, almost every year. It's not as expensive. It's Canadian. That's good to know. It's basically free. It's free. <laughs> because it's in Canadian dollars. And you can get okay. up there. You get to spend a few days in Vancouver. It's one of the most beautiful cities beautiful. in North America. And then you can go up to Whistler. It's only about an hour and a half away. Okay. Yeah. I've been to Vancouver, just the airport briefly. Uh, so that's, that's yeah. not, it doesn't count. The Vancouver airport is nice, but it's not the nicest part no. of Vancouver. No. All right. So, uh, but you are going to Banff again this yeah, summer. So, or we did last summer. I'm sorry. Oh, so you already we did. Went, you just went. Yeah, we just went in July. It was my second time in Banff too. Okay. Beautiful. And you enjoyed that. Where do you stay in Banff? Yes. So we stayed. Give me some recommendations for Banff. Oh my word! I need to get my. I don't have my phone. My you itinerary. stay in the swanky hotel of up course, on the hill. Banff Springs. You know it. Yeah. And the Fairmont Chateau. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lake Louise. No. Those of you who don't know, all, all across Canada, yeah. early, in the early early days when they first put like a railroad in, they would put these beautiful railroad hotels. They were right yep. next to the rail line, and so there are. The Fairmont brand has basically purchased all of them now. Mm-hmm. But you can go from uh, Quebec City, which is uh, the Chateau Frontenac, all the way out to, I mean, even even Whistler's got the uh, got Chateau, uh, yeah, the Chateau, I can't remember, it's called Whistler, okay. whatever. Beautiful. And also the downtown Vancouver's got the Hotel Vancouver. Okay. And Banff has got this beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful Hotel that kind of sits on a ridge over overlooking yep. a beautiful lake, and it's uh, pretty remarkable. And they have the hot springs right there. Yep, they do. It's beautiful. So uh, you just went to Banff. We did the year before Glacier. Mm-hmm. Always, and Banff. always mountains. I love mountains. I do. I love mountains. Okay, what other mountain places have you been? So, 
Colorado, like the Denver area, uh-huh. Rocky Mountains. Um, those are the two like big, most mountainous places. You know the craziest thing about Denver when I first, first time Ooh, I ever I'd love went, to know. first thing I ever went there. Mm-hmm. You know, I came from uh, the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. where the mountains are like right, right, like you're in mm-hmm. them type thing. Where I lived sort of yep. right, right at them. And, you know, my whole life, everybody's like, yeah, my life city, all that kind of stuff. So you fly into to Denver, which is, first of all, is really weird because you go up for a while and right. you come down for half the amount of time you went up for. Yep. And you're like, we're landing already. <laughs> and then you land <laughs> and then you get out and you're like, where are the mountains? There's nothing out here. Right. It's all flat. Are you guys sure this is Denver? <laughs> and then you eventually get into Denver and you're like, oh, okay, I see them. They're over there. But they're still flat. It Right. Denver's like. Yeah, so you kind of have to go outside of Denver. You got a west side of Denver. When at, you get into Boulder and stuff, yeah, it's a little, at least it's, like an hour, they're out there. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of it's there, they don't shoot up immediately. You can kind of right gradually go up a little bit and before you get up into the rest of the Rockies. Exactly, that's why I love Banff because like the Canadian Highway, right? It's just yeah, beautiful. Just right up, it's right there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, um. So you went to to the like Breckenridge and yep, what is that we've called? We've done all that, and, like Breckenridge, yeah. Lake Dillon. We've done that. We've done Boulder. I have some dear friends You've that I've done Whistler. I, I haven't done you. Whistler. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> it. I'll add it to the list. Oh, I promise. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, always in the states. You always take all your trips in the states. Oh no, I've been overseas states in Canada. too. All yeah, right, I've been overseas. Is it to mountains and overseas, or do you go see other cities and stuff? Other cities, for sure. All right, so, let's list them you off. You ready? Okay. So I've done two mission trips to Kenya in okay. Africa. I have family who are missionaries over there. Okay. So went to for, Nairobi or? Yeah, like out in the bush Mombasa though. Mombasa yeah, or? in between. Mombasa's on the sea. Yeah, on the sea. Nairobi's the main, main city, but yeah. Yeah, so been there. Um, and because we're Scandinavian, like we're Norwegian and Swedish. So we've been to Norway and Sweden, Denmark. Okay, in Norway... Yes. I've been told the sun just doesn't go down. It does. It's like Alaska. It's certain, right. It is like Alaska. All right. Land of the midnight sun. Weird though. It's beautiful. How late do you stay up when the sun is up that late? Oh my, it's hard to go to bed. I mean, probably like 1 a.m. It's hard. You need the room darkening shades. So when do you, like, what do you, what what do you do? Do you just go see the fjords? Is that kind of like you, you want to take tours and stuff when you go to these places? Right. The fjords are beautiful. When we were in Norway, we were visiting family. We oh, have okay. a lot of relatives over there. And it's super expensive. So we were blessed to stay with family. Did they know you were family? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You yeah. probably show up. Man, we're family. Hi, we're family. Yeah. So the we, Netherlands. You must have gone to the Netherlands. We haven't yet. That's on the list. I'm like, Dad, we have to, you go, have to go to rip. Winkle. Of course we have to go to Winkle. Um, yep. Where else? We've been uh, to Germany and Budapest. Where in, where in Germany? Okay. Uh, so we did like a river cruise, which was really beautiful. So like through Bavaria and whatnot. It was so I've beautiful. seen people do this. Yes. I'm Yeah. Amazing. Viking river cruises. That's exactly the cruise line we took. Yeah. I highly recommend. It's amazing. Is it, uh, have you been on other cruises? I have. I've done an ocean cruise um, in the Mediterranean. Yeah. So we started uh, in Naples, Italy. And made our way to Athens. So did some Turkey and everything yeah. along the way. It was beautiful. But- you prefer the river cruise. I love the river cruise. We've Why? also cruised Alaska. Um, it's a little more intimate setting. Yeah, smaller boat. Smaller boat. I don't fear like being out in the open waters or anything, uh, but it's just kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little slower pace. Okay. Yeah. 
And you always, there's land all the time. There's land all the time. You always look at stuff. Right. Like the deepest point of the river is like 15 feet in the middle. So if you're going to go down, like the third deck will still be above water. All right. <laughs> so you're, so if you're staying the, yeah. Right. Just stay at the top of the boat. Stay at the top. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. What, what river? Uh, was it the Dan, I think the Danube. Okay. Or was it the Rhine? I can't remember. So my sister will. I've had will friends who've done this um, and they're like, there's a lot of castles, which I yeah. think would be cool. Yeah, right. and we went at Christmas time because oh my goodness. I'm like obsessed with Christmas. Sherry knows. <laughs> so Christmas is huge in our family. So we went to visit the Christmas markets. Oh, it's wow. like a thing in Europe. Yeah, it was beautiful. Okay. Yeah, my dad was just, he is he is obsessed with Christmas as All well. Right. So it was We're going to get to the Christmas thing. What else? Okay. Where else have you, have you been? Uh, Israel, like I said. Yeah. Um, I was able to go in Turkey. I went to Ephesus. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the islands in Greece. So like Rhodes and Mykonos yeah. and Athens. Beautiful. And the Czech Republic. I've done missions there. Yeah. You said Budapest. In Budapest. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. Okay. Poland. Yeah. Your top one mm -hmm. out of all this. Like if you, if I had to say, look, you can only go and visit mm. one of the places that you've been. There are, there's no other earth. I bombed the rest of earth. <laughs> There's only the places you've been to visit. Where would you go? That is so hard. I have a hard time choosing top favorites. Where would I go? Probably, I would probably go back to Italy. The Amalfi Coast was absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Breathtaking. So everybody, there you have it. Seasoned traveler, go. Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast. So save up your pennies. Yes. It might take a while. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. The Amalfi Gorgeous. Coast. So are you planning one for next summer? So as a family, literally right now, we're debating where we're going to go. I just said we need to put all the names in have a hat and just seen, draw. Yeah. Have you ever seen <laughs> families that, that do the... I've actually had um, seen families that all the members of the family choose a location and they make a presentation yes. for that yep, location. Yep. This would be a thing you should do, each one. And you could do Whistler. <laughs> okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We'll yeah. do it. Make a PowerPoint and presentation. Then when you guys go, you're going back and we'll be like, yeah, okay. It was the best. Pastor Jeff was right. That's yeah, right. It's the best. <laughs> why Christmas markets? Like why? Seriously? Like how into Christmas? Right. Do you have lights up right now? Do I have lights? No, but I do have like a slimline Christmas tree in my apartment. It's a slimline Christmas. It's like, it's like, a, Bible. like a pencil. I've seen slimline yeah, it's like Bibles a pencil. before. Yeah. The slimline <laughs> Christmas tree? Yes. Like a pencil. Like very Is it thin always and up? Yes, and I have white lights on Year it. Year round. Totally. I have no shame. It's beautiful. But it's then it's not for Christmas, is it? I know. But All right. It's, so it's just a tree in it's your a tree. A fake tree in your house that you it's have. It's a little in a little corner. When yes. when will uh the other Christmas stuff come up? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. October thirty first. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> is that the day Probably. that you start playing uh Christmas music as well? Absolutely. I love Christmas. So this is an interesting debate. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's allowed. Okay. So when I was young, it was always after the day after Thanksgiving was the official start of Christmas. Okay. And people who did stuff before that were just a bunch of nut jobs. They're Disney adults, <laughs> basically, right? Totally. This is weirdos. Yeah. By the way, if you're a Disney adult out there, I totally apologize, <laughs> but shame on you. Are you okay, so you um 
So you put this, you're ready to go in, in November. I'm ready to go. So Thanksgiving totally. is just kind of a pre-Christmas pre-Christmas thing. Yes, we love Thanksgiving, but we really, really enjoy Christmas as a family. Okay. Yep. You get lots of presents? Or do you give I mean, yes and no, but it's just, you know, the, the joy of the season. Celebrating our Savior's birth, family traditions, love going to Christmas concerts, whatnot. Yeah. So on the 26th, really mm -hmm. are you depressed? It's kind of sad. Yes. Yeah. I'm not like super depressed, but it's like, okay, well, that's you know, it's done. over. But you can still maybe, in, we kind of enjoy the season through January 9th, which is my mom's birthday. Oh, okay. So, and then yeah. after that, you hunker down till yeah. spring. Right. <laughs> the Chicago way. <laughs> right. Prepare. Right. <laughs> That's great. Um, what? Yeah. You know what? I've got so many other stupid <laughs> questions, but I feel like I've asked <laughs> you all sorts it. of dumb, no, I've asked all sorts of dumb I questions. I think that's fantastic. Uh, so uh, your plans in the days ahead are basically to keep teaching yes. and to keep traveling. That's right. On a, on a Tuesday evening or whatever, mm -hmm. is that, is what, what is the fun things that you, do you do anything like fun? I love to do all the fun things. Um, all of them? All of them. Okay. <laughs> top golf. Do you like to do top I've golf? I've never, okay. I've never actually been well, to top thing, golf. Well, that's a thing. That's a fun thing. And you didn't it. do it. I haven't done it. So I guess not all the things. What else have you lied about here? <laughs> uh, enjoy spending time with my friends. Stephanie, Lindsay, others. Um, just deep fellowship with them. Grabbing coffee going to brunch, um, going on adventures, like, you know, pumpkin patches, corn mazes, tis the season. Yeah. Um, and also just spending time with, like, my small group I love and... Small group, you mean... North just, Shore. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, like, not, you're not, like, a leader of a small group in a kids thing. Right. Yeah, it's just a small group you're part of. Yeah, a small group that I, I've led a small group before, but now I'm just... Part of it. Part of it, which is a blessing as well. So, so yeah. I'm going to tell you something that uh, most people don't know. Okay. okay? But everyone okay. should know is that Corey Anderson, who is our new yes. campus pastor up at uh, North Shore, is one of my favorite people. So he, go ask him if Whistler's yep. worth it. Right? Okay, I will. lived in Vancouver. But I'm telling you, you it, it, is, it is an amazing thing that Corey was willing to come and do this work because Amen. he's a... Uh, I mean, he's got a really interesting background, right? He yes, lived very. in the mountains. He basically was from Salt Lake City is where he mm -hmm. did his church planning before. And so he's a seasoned, loving of God man who, um, yeah, it's really I, great to I'm have. I'm very grateful. And actually, we have our small group, we have small group dinners like mm -hmm. once a month. So he and Trina are coming tomorrow night. They are special guests. Okay. So we're thrilled. Yeah. Don't ruin it, okay? I'll try not to. They're new. Don't. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> but you will talk to him about Whistler. Of course. Okay. I promise. Yeah, okay, you will. All right, you will. I will. I will. Jen, I will. you know, it's funny. I've heard your name repeated around the place. Did you know that? Oh, dear. You know, I don't know if that's it's always good been or bad. No, it's always been a very positive <laughs> settings. So that's I'm very great. happy that you, you you we've been able to meet today. Yes, I'm Jen so grateful. Jen and I have actually only said like six words to each other yep. until we sat, sat here and talked. It's true. For the last few minutes. So I've really enjoyed being able to get to know you just a little bit. God bless you as you try to teach those little guys. Thank you. And girls. Yes. And uh, God bless you as you start planning your next trips and Thank Christmases you. are on the horizon and right. all that. Uh, you have a delightful uh, disposition and it's uh, you. May, may your tribe increase. Thank you, Pastor. It's all been right. a joy. Absolutely. Thank all right. You. For the rest of you, we'll talk to you next time.